Welcome to SFX Athletes. This is our fourth podcast. I'm Danny Decker, and that is over there, Sam Johnson, the man. What's that? The myth, the legend. Uh, today, it's just Sam and I. We're going to talk about some stuff. Um, mainly, you know, just kind of about mindset and about, you know, what it takes to to get through adversity, to uh, get through a workout, to get through the day, to get through a pandemic. To get through whatever. It, Did you, you say pandemic? <laughs> no, I said pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it kind of sounded like it though. <laughs> I guess I hear some. But you know, what I'm thinking. Are people calling it a pandemic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there's some conspiracy theories out there. It's possible it's a pandemic. I mean, I wouldn't rule any of it out. Be honest at this point. So, anyway, Sam. What's up? Let's talk about discipline, man. Discipline. Yeah, self-discipline. Tell me about like, if you know, I was kind of like before this podcast started today, I was thinking I was coming back from a workout with you where I first understood and learned what discipline was. Like, like for me, like when did I like first understand what that meant? And I, I think I got where I was at, at my age. Where were you? When did you first? You think you just now understand it? <laughs> 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 Where you I finally figured it out. No, when? no, no. When, when did I, you figure it out? No, no. I was like, I think at that time I was like about fifteen. When oh, I, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was around fifteen when That's I good. when I first really understood discipline. I mean, I had heard it, mm-hmm. you know, right? But it was around that time when I started being aware. Okay, I knew what discipline is. It's, mm-hmm. So what did you think about it then? At that time, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you got to show up. That was the first thing on time. Yeah. And you got to put in the work when you're there. School and sports. Yeah. Yeah. School, sports, and then summer jobs. Church. Church. All that stuff. Were you on time to church? I mean, we didn't go to church a lot, to be honest. Like, we went went on the holidays and things like that. My mom um, was a Catholic, a devout Catholic. Yeah. Uh, We used to go to church, and uh, we would always be a little bit late. (laughs) <laughs> to church because you want to look good so wait so is that when you first <laughs> you first started learning about discipline was like going to church as oh a kid? no no i mean my dad was in, my dad was 21 years in the army and he was he ended up being like a, a master sergeant in the army um he taught me about discipline whenever i started to comprehend words so what do you mean very young <laughs> like when you when you would like tell him no possible <laughs> Oh, as soon as like you were walking, he's like, "Oh yeah, like he taught me about vegetables and and working out." But he really showed me with his actions, like getting up early. He used to take me to the park, and um, he would run. Seemed like forever, but it was like you know five, six miles or so. And that was when I really learned from through watching him. Like he had to go to work every day for like 12 to 15 hours or whatever because he was also a state police officer but um yeah he would wake up like 4 or 5 a.m go run hit like 100 push-ups 100 squats like 100 pull-ups and then he would go off to work so and then i wouldn't see him until 6 p.m then he'd come home make dinner um you know i had three younger siblings so he was making dinner for them my mom made dinner too but they would you know do that together and then yeah 
So it was like, you know, as early as like four or five that I remember him sitting me down talking about the importance of doing what you're supposed to do. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, my dad was not having those talks with me at four or five. Like, I think I was just wanting toys and playing and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you got yeah. started early on the discipline train. One thing that he, because I was the oldest sibling, he used to tell me, um, you're an example. Just like I'm an example to you, you're an example to your siblings. So uh, don't do anything you wouldn't want them to do. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Let's get pops. Yeah. I mean, I think he did the best that he possibly could. So, all right, let's speed it up. So discipline, you, you learn it early. Obviously, you use it through, right, school, middle school, high school, mm -hmm. and then military training. Yeah. What was it like? Say, what was it like when you did your first day in boot camp? Tell me about that and how discipline related to that for you. So that was when I was 18 and I was fresh out of high school. But like I said, I grew up on army posts from when I was like four years old that I can remember. So I kind of knew how the military was going to be going into it. But the first day um, you get off the plane, you get onto a bus and then you're on there with like a drill sergeant and they're yelling and it's hard to really understand what they're saying. <laughs> As soon as they get on the bus, like you're on the bus, listen to your maggots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, okay. Uh, but mostly, yeah, it was just, you know, if you look around, I remember looking around at everybody because it was like they put you in groups of like 50 or 60 other guys from all over the country and even like U.S. territories, like somebody from Guam and, you know, other places like that, Puerto Rico. But yeah, so you look around, you see all these like frantic faces and everybody's trying to rush and get into their seat and then get off the bus and stand in, you know, at, at attention. But the first thing they do really is they stand you at attention. You stand there for a couple hours. They just berate you, yell at you, teach you how to stand at attention correctly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's all boot, boot camp's all about pay attention to detail and discipline goes along with that obviously so what did you see maybe some of the people that you were there with that maybe didn't get the pre-training you got in, in the discipline realm what were you seeing just you know just very like what the fuck did i just sign up for <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like they're going into it thinking you know they're gonna have this great job and these benefits and you know or or that it was going to be good for them, but they didn't really understand the, the process of being broken down into, like you said, like a maggot <laughs> piece of shit. That's what they do. Yeah. They break you and then they build you back up. That's the whole, right? That, that's, that's the premise behind it. Yeah. That's a premise. I mean, yeah, that's what, you know, those of us who haven't been in the military, we hear that we've mm -hmm. heard that. Yeah. You know, it's scary or whatever, but it's part of the process, but that's, that's training. You're being trained, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And literally for life or death. Because you go into war zone, not trained. Yeah. You start not only potentially harming yourself, but others, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the, the premise behind it. It's like, if you're going to do anything, you better do everything like that. So how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you do 
something shitty, you probably do everything shitty. Or if you cut corners, you probably cut corners everything. So if you go into war and you cut corners or you don't, you know, watch each other's backs or check your equipment before you go out and you left something behind or something's not right or you're jumping out of a plane and one latch isn't attached and then you get out in the shit and you go to pull it and it doesn't pull. Oh. It can mean life and death. So just one of those things, you know, paying attention to detail does matter. But one of the things that I bring back to like the civilian world is um, empathy because I learned, I learned empathy a lot in being a staff sergeant. Like once I grew up a little bit in the military and I wasn't a maggot anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, then in the, the role switched to where I was looking at the people coming in and I was an instructor at one point. So I was understanding, in my opinion, I was understanding of like how it felt for me to go through that process. So I think it gave me a, a better understanding of how to help groom people without necessarily being a complete asshole all the time. Yeah. There's one thing that you were talking about in our previous conversation about the mindset and how that links into or is connected to discipline. And so it really falls into two buckets. You said you were reading a book recently that kind of was kind of breaking yeah. that down. Can yeah. Break that the down book's a called Mindset. And I forget the author's name, but she's like a, She's a PhD from, she's like a professor at Stanford. But basically she talks about the two main mindsets, uh, you know, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And we had Ryan on here uh, last time and he was talking about like what gets him going, what keeps him going, training and um, putting 100% effort into every day. And that's the growth mindset, like being positive or having, even when you have what others would consider a failure or you don't reach a goal that you would have wanted to reach or you don't accomplish something that you would have wanted to or thought you should, you don't just give up. You don't just like stop putting in 100% effort. You might not see the results day in and day out, but over time, it's that mindset that's actually gonna help you grow as a person because the external results don't matter as much as the fact that each time you get that opportunity to either quit or keep going with the same amount of effort or or even not even just quit, just reduce your effort and like not really care as much or say you don't care as much as a defense mechanism because you're so worried about failure. Um, if every time you choose to keep going hard and uh, you choose that growth mindset, that's a mental rep. So you're getting stronger mentally. Um, so if you think about like every time you train, if you don't put the same amount of effort in, your body's not gonna get the same amount out the fixed mindset is where you go into a situation just whatever you know whatever happens it just it just happens and you know you just kind of whatever about it you don't really care blase. yeah blase not really trying going through the motions you fail a test in school you don't study harder you're just like me i'm okay with that yeah <laughs> you just settle i gotta see great i passed yeah you know i'm good with that yeah yeah, there's a lot of people that have that. I mean, you know, I've 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 come succumbed to that in, in the past. Uh, I think we all. Have. I mean, I have. We yeah. all have. Yeah. Everybody does. You have to make a choice every day. Just because you wake up and yesterday you chose the growth mindset doesn't mean you don't have to choose it today again. Like every time you go out or every time you wake up, you have to choose uh, everything you do. You have to choose discipline. You have to choose to do what you know is right. Yeah. 
Or if you don't know it's right, you just choose what you think is the harder option because usually that's what's going to make you stronger. I think people people end up choosing the set mindset because it's, it's easier. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier just to kind of walk along. Yeah, exactly. Not have to not have mm-hmm. to work harder, but it's like I'm in my zone and I'm good yeah. in my zone. You know. Yeah, totally. You know, and you, I remember you like hear that phrase, "Oh, you do you, right? I'll do me." <laughs> You know, that's kind of where that, you, bro. That's where that all came from a little bit. Just like, the fix shit. Yeah, I'm gonna do me. It's like, yeah. okay, what is that? You know, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. but I think at the same at the same time, it's I feel like people. I think the other thing too is like once you get out of college and you get out of your career, I think, and I, I'm I'm just maybe generalizing, but with Americans, I think they think that like I did it. I got my college degree. I'm in my career, mm-hmm. and I'm good. But maybe. But it's like the growing never stops. No, you yeah, have to continue yeah. to educate your mind. You have to continue to grow and evolve. Yeah. Whatever. That's a choice. Right. You have the choice to choose it. Uh, just like, you know, our, our health, our personal health. Um, you, if I like train really hard every day for my life and I all of a sudden stop, I might have some residual like benefits, but at a certain point I'm going to become unhealthy and it's gonna just fade away, you know? So after like 10 days, you start to lose a, a significant amount of like physical strength, so. What have you seen, cause I, you've been training for a long time, mm-hmm. even back in the military, you're training people. Mm-hmm. What do you see is like a number one thing when people first start training with you? Do, do a lot of people come to you, come through your door, it's their first day and you like, they have the, grow, the growth mindset or do you see them more fixed? What are some of the challenges you face? Um, I would say it takes a little bit of time just to see where somebody's at because we have like an onboarding process. Um, so I don't just like throw somebody into like a really hard workout. So they might have the first month where it's kind of like seeing what they're good at, seeing what, you know, where they are and uh, figuring out what their goals are. If their goal is just to, to look a certain way or to, um, just train for a certain like event, then that's great. Like that's a good thing. Uh, but I try to convey the importance of like personal health and well-being as a the main priority. Like it's cool to train for your sport and train for like you know Ironman or train for your wedding or train for like you know just because you want to look good on the beach in summer. Like that's cool. But like what happens after that? You know, right. What happens when you hit that goal? Mm-hmm. Do you keep training? You just stop. <laughs> just go back to the box of donuts. <laughs> yeah. Which you yeah. see people do. Yeah. Well, that's very common. Yeah. Like, like it's, there are a certain amount of people that they have those goals and they never stop making goals. So it keeps them going. But there's a good amount of people that they'll, they'll train, they'll put in a, a great amount of effort and then they just stop as soon as that thing, that milestone is hit. For me, I'm like, I get it, but I want to see him continue because I'm putting in the work with him. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's like, it's like a financial planner having somebody that they invest their money. Oh, totally. And then all of a sudden they just go to a casino with all of it and just blow it. I got my millions. <laughs> and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like if I was training That's somebody for like, you know, their wedding they train for like a year and then all of a sudden they just quit and they gain 50 pounds and. So they're just like out of shape now is that do you think that that kind of like mindset comes from just uh, how we are 
I think culture. Yeah, I think it goes back right. to the cultural, you know, mindset of uh, we're conditioned from an early age, just like how I was conditioned <laughs> in the military life, like as a kid even. But yeah. um, the other side is you're you're conditioned to not really care. Like it's not cool to work out. Like it's not cool to like care about you know your health. Like eat this shit with me, dude. Drink yeah. this fucking beer with me all the time like yeah not just once in a while let's party let's have fun yeah it's supposed to be fun <laughs> it's too <fun>. serious <laughs> <laughs> let's get fat let's get diabetes let's have fun yeah <laughs> I, it, it's a common you know it's a common thing but yeah. you know we have this culture that says you're, you're supposed to go to um college and party all the time at 18 i had that option but i went into the military mostly because of my dad telling me like this is what you need it will bring your discipline from here to here which i think it did yeah okay but the other route was college parties school sometimes and just like you know maybe you acquire debt and then get a job and work on paying that debt off and then get a house and start grinding for the man (laughs) which also takes more discipline yeah yeah so when you were saying you got in the military, you went from here to here, and now you're out. Do you still have that like that le- that higher level of discipline? Do you think that some people, like when some people are training with you, like do you, I guess do you feel like some people f- find that hard to relate to it a little bit, or do you ever see that? Maybe I mean you could you could say that that's that could be, but um, yeah, I always just try to work on doing what i feel inside is like what i need what's the right thing yeah uh one of my goals is always to to work out or train in some format whether it's even just like yoga or stretching for you know a couple times a week so like three or four times a week i try to get some type of training in um some weeks i'm like going really hard and then other weeks i might feel really tired and i need to you know, back it off a little bit, but I try to really just stay on that. And then I try to have like, you know, a daily like green smoothie. And I do have days where I'll like drink beer or whatever. And you drink uh, beer? Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, way. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not like 18, but I do it in a way that's like, you know, one day a week. Okay, cool. Or if I have like a special event and I'm out with people, I'm not going to just sit in the corner and be like, I'm not touching anything <laughs> and just be that guy. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's Sam. He's a trainer. Like, eh. he doesn't drink. He hasn't had yeah. cheese in five years. And then they and then they don't like <laughs> they don't like being around you because you're the guy that's just like putting right. pressure on them, making them right. feel guilty. Yeah, they feel guilty. I don't try to do that. Maybe sometimes people feel guilty, though, or maybe sometimes yeah. people feel like I am intense or I'm like too much of this or too much of that. But if they're judging me for trying my best, then I don't really care. Yeah, that's fine. They can do that. I've seen that, like, you know, in athletes and on the professional level, you see these athletes that are just strictly gifted, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have this raw talent and they've had it most of their life, right? Since they were a teen and the early 20s and it's taken them all the way to the top. Uh, but then you just you see their Instagram accounts, and they're out partying, and it just seems like <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, they're on the beat. You just see like, man, like, how are these guys so good and have so much time to have so much fun? 
Then yeah. you see these other guys that no one's really heard of, mm-hmm. and they're 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 not even starting. They're just trying to get a starting position. They've been working their butt off, mm-hmm. you know, for a good solid ten years. There's they too have made it, there, but their road's been different. And um, I don't know. I guess how how do you see discipline? plays into kind of those two mindsets and like what have you seen with athletes in that regard well there are a certain percentage of athletes that are just like god gifted they're gonna be a lebron james or a dennis rodman right you know they have the height the strength the skill set they put in the work but they can also like just kind of chill sometimes whenever they want um i think lebron james works really really hard but in that uh, last dance show, like Dennis Rodman, he was like, I need a break. I'm going to Vegas. You know, and he was gone for like 12 days or whatever. Yeah. And Jordan had to go get him and bring him back. So I think some guys are just like, eh, I'll be fine whether I try or not every time, you know. But, you know, there's just there's elite athletes that don't have to worry about shit. They just are there. But it, at some point it might catch up in their health or, you know, yeah. it's not just about making millions and being rich and famous. Right. Like at the end of the day, if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, you're not living a healthy lifestyle. doesn't matter what you were given when you were born. At some point it's going to catch up to you. So I just, in my, in my position, I think I just, I take the time to, to put in effort on my personal health because uh, I prioritize it. And I think of it as a way to prevent disease long-term. Whether that's in my hands or not, I try my best. You know, I, I do what I can to control what I can control. Because uh, I've seen what it's like for people when they get old and they can't move very well. They're crunched over like this and hunched over. They can't, like, move. They can't grip anything. It's hard for them to run anymore. Um, and to me, I'm like, you know, I don't really want to just have this like deterioration over time and then I die. I'd rather live life like this up here, like being able to perform at a high level and then I die. So that's one of my personal goals. And that's, that's why I take it serious. Um, but you know, nobody knows what it's like to be 70 years old until they're 70 years old. But you might be from 70 years old to 90 and you might be in the most pain you've ever felt in your life. You don't give a shit about how much fun you had when you were in your thirties anymore. You're like, oh, yeah, I had a great time, but now I'm in pain. Yeah. No. Like, that would suck. In my, in my 20s and 30s, there's a lot the body can do without really taking care of it. I mean, it's, at least from what I experienced myself, like, you know, I didn't sleep a lot. I, I didn't drink enough water. I didn't stretch a lot. Mm-hmm. I continued to train, continued to play sport. But when I got to 40... And after 40, I started feeling it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I need to stretch. Like, yeah. oh, I need to sleep. Yeah, you start doing, like, yoga and yeah. sleeping more. Uh, just from, like, the basics of sleep, water, mm-hmm. stretching. Yeah. And those things are things that I try to work on more, too, because I feel it as well. Like, stretching and everything like that is super important. Sleep. That's one of the probably, like, negatives about the experience in the military is that it gave – it gave me a lot of like um, days where I just wake up at four or five and I'm just up like on a Sunday. I don't have shit to do, but I still am up. <laughs> up and ready to go. Yeah. So I've been working a, a lot on just being able to sleep more. Yeah. And I think I've, I've been able to. Wow. Yeah. So like 
when you, you know, you're talking about discipline a little bit, what are some of the things that you do for yourself? Like, what are some small things that you, you practice that help you kind of stay on track? That um, help you like stay in that routine and mindset? So on a daily basis? Yeah. Well, I think everybody has a, a different strategy that might work for them. But um, for me, it's just, I just try to take it a day at a time. And I give myself a couple of things that I would like to take care of each day. And like I said, the smoothie where I put like spinach and kale and like lemon or banana and um, ginger, just a couple things that I know are good for like my immune system, uh, good for like all my organs and my body just to, just to stay healthy and um, try to drink, you know, a good amount of water, like eight to 10 glasses and do some type of, some type of movement. I mean, my, I know my job is to do that, but it could easily get, I could easily get bogged down with like trying to train other people all day rather yeah. than take the time to actually put in on myself. I've seen those guys at 24 fitness. Those yeah. trainers. The shirts are really tight. <laughs> Some guys like tight shirts, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I also try to read like a page or, or two or three a day in, in some type of book, try to try to learn something or at least relearn something. The thing about knowledge is like, you can know a lot. You can go to school, you can get a bunch of degrees and shit. But if you don't put it into practice, like, do you really know that much? Or are you like just going off somebody else's shit? So I take what oh, I read point. and I try to apply it yeah. on a daily basis. That's really true. That's a good point, man. Cause like, more than half the shit I read in college, I don't remember any of it. I had like highlights. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that that's what that is. Yeah, you yeah. get reminded at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you have to continue. It's like this. It's the same idea as like, do you remember, you know, twelve days back? What was that twelfth day? What 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 did you do on that day? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know, in a sense, it's like the the mind only recalls so much. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah, if you if you're constantly feeding it. And you're in that growth mindset. I think that's a that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's just mental reps. You know, you can't it just like you can't stop working out. You can't um, stop learning or trying to learn at least something. So, you know, when you're when you when you start training others, do you take some of that discipline mindset that you've kind of established for yourself, and do you find you're having to help foster that in in the athletes that you're training? Yeah. Or, or do some or. or do all of them already come with that? Are they already ready? Uh, nah, I don't think anybody's perfect, including myself. I'm definitely not perfect. I definitely have days where I can't, you know, muster up as much effort as I would like to. But um, sometimes it just takes like sitting there and like just talking to myself a little bit, not like out loud or anything. But <laughs> But like when I feel like I don't want to do something, I have to force myself to do it if I know that it's going to benefit me. But then on the other side with uh, athletes I work with, I think it's all about finding somebody's motivation because I can't control what motivates them. I also can't control what they do in the time outside of the gym. Like if I see them three or four times a week for a total of an hour, they still have like 90 something hours left in the week where they can do whatever they want, you know, or whatever whatever they feel like. So if anything, I just try to set a good example 
like I was told when I was a little kid, you know, if you have people that you would like to positively influence, it starts with you. And if they want to notice that, they can notice it. But you, you can't control people. You can't hold their hand and bring them through life. You just got to give them the, the tools in a way that, you know, isn't um, overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> I started training with you four years ago. I, I was training myself a lot, the gym, three, four days a week before that, doing a lot of the old stuff that I learned in high school. But um, the one thing I learned, man, is like when I started training with you is just getting in that routine, mm -hmm. you know, um, not only the routine of showing up and training, but the other things that come with that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, getting in the smoothie routine, yeah, the diet, the water. I mean, you you said you drink about eight to ten glasses a day or something. Mm -hmm. Like that's hard. I mean, yeah, it's not hard to actually physically do it. It's just to train your mind to do that. Yeah. To, to actually, oh, I'm gonna stop here for a minute. I'm gonna drink a twelve ounce glass of water. I'm gonna chug mm -hmm. that, and then I do that ten times a day. You know. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, honestly, one of the things that um. I was talking about this the other day with McKenna. I was like, I was like, it's it's hard at first. Just like when you work out, your body's really sore the first couple of weeks. Right. It's really hard at first to like start a new routine, like adding in a smoothie for breakfast or having greens with every meal six days out of the week or five days out of the week. It's really hard. But then a couple of weeks in, a month in, you might start to feel benefits. You can't argue with science. Like research says that shit is good for you. It's medicine. Like food is medicine. 100%. Whether good or bad. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's good and bad drugs. There's good and bad food. It's the same shit. You're putting it into your body. Right. You know, so sometimes people have a disconnect between food and drugs and alcohol. Like they compartmentalize things. Right. But if all you eat is fast food, you're, you're feeding yourself bad drugs, essentially. It's going to yeah. catch up to Junk. you. Yeah, and you become addicted to it. Yeah. And the other side of the, of the story is you become almost addicted to the good shit because you feel the benefits of it. Like, you get stronger. You like to train more. Uh, if you don't see results, you're not going to like training. But nobody can tell me if they train, they're not going to see results. So we're not even going to have that discussion. Right. Right. Like, you can't argue with that. Right. Same thing with, like, healthy food. Oh, it doesn't taste good. It doesn't feel good to work out all the time. I don't. I don't think. I don't feel good. I, people think I love it all the time. I don't love it. So, do you think it's laziness for people, or you just think people? I mean, I don't call people lazy. You know, <laughs> I don't go around calling people lazy. In the military, you can do that. Well, that's a really good way to lose somebody. Is just be like, "You're lazy. Stop fucking up." You know, wake the fuck up. They say that shit in the military. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, Nobody can take that really. Like right. nobody's nobody's here for that shit. Nobody's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, yes, sir. Like nobody's gonna just. So it's more. You're, you just, know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's more just like asking the right questions. I feel like leadership is more about asking questions. Yeah. That pull out the right answers, or at least show somebody, like, are you really here just because you want to stare at other people? Are you, is that why you go to the gym? Or stare at yourself in the. Mirror? Yeah, or look at yourself like, <laughs> which you no, know, I man at the gym. Do you do you really just train because you want to look good without a shirt? Right. Cool. So what and about you, when you eat? Do you want to eat so that you look good on, without a shirt too? Nah. 
So you're just choosing to, to like, you know, you want it one way, but then you don't want to do that full circle. You just want to like half-ass it. Yeah. All right, cool. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Okay. <laughs> so that that's funny, man. That, that whole piece about it, about training. Um, you've talked about this being extrinsic, right? Mm-hmm. So people, their motivation, you're saying motivation. So people are motivated to train because they want to look good. They want to look good in their, a lot of their adults, Instagram. A lot of adults are, you know, that's their main motivation. Right. And they want sure. to look at the beach. They want to look good on their TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how far does that get you? I, I mean, I feel, I guess these are the same people that like when they hit that goal, that's when they go back to the ba- the box of donuts, right? They're like, you know, I yeah. earned this. Yeah. Well, it can also cause like certain amount of body dysmorphia too. Like, like if you're always just thinking that you're not good enough, like that's a negative that's a that's a negative thing you know um so you have to accept how you are and then you also have to realize at a certain point you just can't control how you look like you get older your metabolism slows down but if you really focus on your health and your health is your main motivation then why wouldn't you put 100 percent into training and nutrition and sleep and recovery and mindset right so you know, that's my main question to most people. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. And if, it, if it's what do you hear with when people try to hard eat? because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too hard. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. So it's is hard. fucking life. Yeah. But, so is getting cancer and laying yeah. in a bed in a fucking hospital. Yeah. Do you want that? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not trying to tell you you're going to get cancer, but there's no way to know. So why not do what you can to help try and prevent these negative things that could happen? you know yeah i mean really is it that hard to stay out of the chip section at fred meyer you know maybe it's not maybe or the soda maybe. the soda aisle maybe it's really hard for some people because they're addicted they're addicted to that sugar mm-hmm. yeah because they've been eating it their whole lives yeah i think soda is you know it's one of the biggest travesties in the world it's a killer honestly. i mean coca-cola is just killing it they're making so much money yeah. on they're people. selling crack yeah in a bottle literally cocaine baby Yep. Liquid cocaine. Billions. <laughs> Billions. Yeah. But, you know, sports drinks and and um, energy drinks, the things that aren't technically like Coca-Cola, you look on the corner, who owns them? Oh. Yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, you look at the sugar content. Yeah. And you, that should be enough to tell you that, oh, man, this has got a lot of sugar. Yeah. So, like, so you know, I think a lot of our society is driven by commercialized products. Right. You know, those products. Marketing. People love those products. Yep, kids. can't get away from them. Read the labels, man. Look what's on there. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, you can't create, you can't create a cool looking green smoothie. It's not going to taste that good. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tell me, talk, so we talked about extrinsic there for a minute. Extrinsic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about intrinsic. What is that? What is an intrinsic motivation mean to you and how it relates back to 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 just taking care of oneself and the training and the diet and all of that yeah i mean it's living your life for for yourself for your own benefit like understanding things are not always going to be easy things are going to be hard like like the shit that's hard is usually the best shit for you so well that hold up so not a lot of people understand or even know that Say that again. 
well, yeah, the best shit for you is going to be hard usually. Um, so it's not like you're supposed to just go through life floating along. It's supposed to be a grind, you know, but if you're talking about training and nutrition and all those type of things, like you have to understand at a certain point, you have to accept the fact that it, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do on days that you don't feel like it. But it, if you can just see the positive in that, it's every time you do that, mentally, it's a rep. You're getting stronger. You're getting better at that process so that when you have that time where you don't feel like doing something inside, so the intrinsic you know, side of you, you're able to like close that time gap of like, it doesn't take that long for you to just decide to do the right thing. Like maybe when you first start training, you're sitting in your car for like 30 minutes on your way there. You're like, ah, I don't want to. And you don't go sometimes. But maybe at some point it's just a five minute decision and you're like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And then once you make that decision, you've already committed. Once you show up, it's putting in, you put in most of the work getting there. Oh man, I've had that battle weekly mm -hmm. uh, between so what's that like work and well i get in my car i'm leaving work mm -hmm. i i start driving i have my gym bag and i get to this halfway mark where i know if i go right mm -hmm. or straight i can get home and there's some good warm food waiting for me yeah you know but and then the other way is i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do this uh, one hour training session mm -hmm. and it's gonna be a lot of sweat yeah, and you have like work, and I mean, you own a business. You yeah. have, you yeah. have a kid, you have a wife, you have a house that you have to maintain. Right. Like you have a lot of things that can, yeah, pull you away from it. But yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the outcome after you make that decision? Do you well, feel better? or Do you feel like ah, I wish I would have done something else? I tell you what, I mean, I made the decision many times where I just went home, and I tell you, every time I made that decision, I realized that uh, I felt guilty. Yeah. So it's yourself? like this guilt. Yeah, guilt. Because yeah. and then, you know, slowly or and if you do that enough, slowly over time you start you start gaining weight. Your clothes don't start fitting you. You don't start feeling right. You start getting angry because you're you're not, you know, you're not slender anymore and you're mm -hmm. you're fat and you're, your favorite jeans or pants don't fit anymore and you just start becoming a grouch. Yeah. So I always go mentally there. I'm like, I don't want to be there. I want to be so that's good. That's I want to be healthy. Motivator for you. Yeah, so it motivates me to get in it. And then anytime after I finish the workout, mm -hmm. I feel great. I actually feel way better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I've been sitting in the office all day. I did five meetings. I made you know, a dozen or so people. I've had multiple conversations. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, just a lot of work. And I'm sitting at my desk all day. Um, you know, I probably ate my lunch at my desk that day. The only movement movement I really had was from my desk to the restroom and back a couple of times. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you live that office life. Yeah. Yeah. Which most people do. But yeah, you got to decide to get out of the office. And whether it's before work or during work or after work, um, I guess it's up to the individual. But I always, I always recommend before or during because once you get to after, yeah. And just go home and chill or work out. <laughs> Most of the time, go home and chill. Yeah. Once the whistle blows. And yeah. Yeah. Fred plus you, flies plus down the tired. dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Plus you're tired from the day. So, I mean, yeah. I understand. I definitely have yeah. empathy for, for hardworking professionals. Um, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, 
they're not professional athletes. So they're like, oh, why do I need to train so hard? Why do I need to focus on nutrition so much? Like, why this? Why that? Well, why not? First off. But second, do you care about your body and your lifestyle and your profession as much as a professional athlete does? If not, then that's fine. You can just stay there in that mindset. But if people are looking to keep getting better and and stronger and healthier, uh, there's, again, research-backed data on how many times people train and how much money they start to accumulate over time. So if they want to have a more successful career, you look at like like high earning like CEOs, most of them have a routine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's good or bad, they have some type of routine, but usually it works for them. Right. And they figured that out. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I was kind of mentioned this earlier, man, for for myself working desk job is like without exercise, without training, mm -hmm. man, I'd be in a bad place. Like, you know, Makes as far as the, tougher. Yeah, the weight and um, it's like trying to climb out of like some quicksand. It is, you know. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Because you, our bodies aren't used to just sitting in this like stasis, you know, position mm -hmm. yeah. all day typing on computers. Like, you got to get out and move, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, and then the other the other side too is the the actual athletes um, that either compete in a sport or they play in a sport or they have aspirations that are related to some type of sport or competition and they they i see a lot of athletes that put a bunch of effort into training a bunch of effort into their sport and then they eat burgers and fries every day and they drink milkshakes and they got eight pack because they train so hard and they genetically just are an athlete like right. like they just have it but they think because it doesn't show on the outside that inside they're good <laughs> That's not the case. No, it adds up over time. Like, oh yeah, because that 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 affects your arteries. All yeah, that poor totally. food. Well, and as soon as, at some point, they're going to be done playing their sport at that elite level, and usually they just balloon out because they don't have the proper routine or discipline to be eating yeah. healthy. And and they're in denial. A lot of times, it, mentally, you can't see what's going to happen. You just continue doing what you've always done. Right. But if you always eat like shit, just because you're in your 25 and you're competing in the pro sport and you're burning 4,000 4, calories a day, you can eat 4,000 anything. Lot. Yeah. But you can eat anything under 4,000 calories. You won't show it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you don't burn as much. You burn 2,500 a day, but you still eat 4,000. That's 1,500 extra calories a day. So you're going to gain a couple pounds a week. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're just, you know. 50 pounds overweight in like six months. Yeah. So, you know, it happens a lot. Yeah. So I try to stress, especially with the younger generation, like younger athletes that are in like 15 and under, 18 and under, um, the importance of like nutrition because it's like fuel for your body. You're, you're going to perform better, even if it's just 2 to 5% better. That's still 2 to 5% more. Oh, yeah. In, in a game, that's one point in a basketball game or, you know, three points in a football game. Like that's a, that's a difference between winning and losing is two to five percent. As you become more elite at, you know, the Olympic level or the millionaire professional level, one percent is enough to 
create that difference for you to win. Right. One percent difference in a one hundred meter race wins you the gold medal. Well, yeah. I mean, think about just we'll just how about the hundred yard dash? I mean, yeah, exactly. Right? What's the difference between eleven second hundred meter run? Exactly. Our hundred yard dash and then exactly nine point three. Yeah. yeah. And so when you put in that extra effort every day, that one percent or one to five percent effort on your nutrition you are getting that much better. The other thing too, the great news is not very many people do it. So if you really want to get a leg up on your competition and you're talking about athletics and, and competition like with any type of sport, nutrition is probably the best thing to take seriously um, if you're doing everything else. If you're training, if you're sleeping, if you're competing and you're eating like shit, you, you have one thing that you could really like pick up and it'll help you climb. All right, all right. So I like this, man. Give me, give me three things that I could do right now, tomorrow morning, to improve and change my diet. What are the three things that I could start doing every day, starting tomorrow? Three things in, I mean, the, you, in the nutrition realm. Yeah, nutrition. Like, you know, I'm, like I said, I like the smoothie a lot because it's a really easy way to get a lot of vegetables in. I'm not gonna sit like if I took two handfuls of spinach, a handful of kale. And I put it into a blender and then I pour some like oat milk or even just water. And then I put a banana in there. I put a scoop of peanut butter in there and I put like a half a lemon and a, and a teaspoon of ginger. And maybe like I take turmeric and I take a couple doses of that. And then I put it, blend it up. I can drink that in like a minute. Like I can chug it down, even though it might not taste that great. But usually the peanut butter adds a nice little flavor which is helpful. So that's one thing. Yeah, but do but, you do you eat anything else in the morning? Well, right? sometimes. But if I take all that and I put it on a plate and I sit there and try and cut it up and eat it, like I'm yeah. not gonna do that. No, no. So it's the easy way for me to eat a bunch of shit that I don't like. Because people think maybe I like you know, maybe people think I like vegetables. I don't really like vegetables. I don't think they taste great. I just know that they're healthy. Just like medicine, if my mom gave me medicine as a kid, I hated it. But right. She was like, you need it. You're sick. You got a cold. Yeah. So take this. This is the other type of medicine, the real type of medicine that grows right. in nature. Um, two would be, I think, honestly, training. Training is great, but your water intake. So yeah. drinking a couple of glasses of water, like with that smoothie or after that smoothie. I like with it because you can just like down it Yeah. along with the smoothie. Yeah. But yeah, so maybe a couple, maybe two or three in the morning. And then a multivitamin with like vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, the B complex vitamins. So so vitamins are healthy. They're good for you. So you this is pretty much your, your everyday routine for yourself. You, that's my morning routine. Right, right there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's smoothie, my minimum. Water, shape. minimum, mm -hmm. some vitamins. Yeah. What about then you train and then what do you do for lunch? Well, usually I train before I eat. Oh, okay. But yeah, for lunch, I usually have like a salad. So, so a nice fat salad, some like, protein. Yeah, like um, well, the one thing too though is like spinach has protein. It has amino acids, so it helps build muscles. They had that thing a long time ago is Popeye and spinach. <laughs> that was probably the best way to market vegetables oh, oh definitely but like people take it as a joke almost like it's he, like oh it's just not that true wait it's like a minute. it is true it's legit who's done a better job at marketing spinach other than popeye the sailor man nobody 
No, but everybody associates Popeye with spinach. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know. So maybe we need to get that back. Straight up, bring Popeye back. But really, the the salad thing is, I don't like it. I don't think it tastes great. I'd rather go to like, you know, a burger joint, some, <laughs> uh, get a milkshake and like, you know, some fries, and then take a nice little nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, man, but you don't feel good after you eat that stuff. Nah, it smells just, like bo. Yeah, it's nasty. So and you just like you know anytime I eat like that, I just feel I feel like a. I just get, I get, I feel like a brick. I just, I don't feel good, man. Yeah. You know? Well, that's because you're probably eating healthy. Yeah. Like the healthier you eat and then you go eat something like that, you feel right. it. Oh yeah. You feel it. Your body's if you like, don't what feel do you- it, <laughs> you're used to it. And that, so that's another thing too, is our bodies are that amazing. Yeah. That our bodies can get used to whatever we do to it, rather than be good or bad. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. We're, our bodies adapt. They're, they're organisms. So they evolve to whatever environment. But that doesn't mean that they evolve always in the best ways. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. But one of the analogies I like to use is like a race car. You know, like uh, like you have a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. So you like cars. Yeah, I do. So Lamborghinis go how fast? I mean, some of them. Like the 280. fastest. 280, 300. Yeah, they can get up there. Um, so if you were, what would happen if you took like a Lamborghini and let's say like a like a hatchback like like i don't know civic honda civic <laughs> you know like, nice like you took those two cars you put them next to each other but you put the uh gas that you put in the civic just like regular unleaded and the oil whatever weight it is i don't even know yeah ten thirty. yeah so the Lamborghini needs like the premium shit. Oh, yeah. Or like better than premium even. Oh, probably. Shit that you don't even get at a no, gas station. No, you got to order it. Yeah. And then it needs like like oil that's just like Synthetic. super expensive. Yeah. Synthetic as hell. Yeah. So how is the Lambo going to perform putting the regular and the, the whatever oil? Is it still going to go like 300? It's going to go. It's, you know, like fire. It's going to go. <laughs> Yeah. You don't think it would run? It's going to sound like that. You don't even think it would run? No, it might run, but it would definitely run because of engineering. But if you were to do that every day for a while now. It would break down, right? Yeah, it wouldn't do good. Over time, it would yeah, break down. 100%. So that's how I look at yeah. elite athletes. They're Lamborghinis, right? So how is a Lamborghini going to just live off of the Honda Civic fuel right. and oil? It's not. No. It, it's going to perform for a little while, like a couple yeah. races, a couple years. And then all of a sudden, it's going to break down. So, you know, treat yourself like a Lamborghini, not a little Honda Civic. And that too, man, gets back to discipline. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for myself, anytime I wanted to change a habit, like eating healthier or working out instead of twice a week, three or four days a week, I had to, yeah, I had to get past those first two weeks, mm-hmm. two or three weeks of breaking the habit. Just be like, you know, I'm I'm changing. I need, you know, I need to keep going. I need to stay in this routine. And um, yeah, you're right. Like those first couple of weeks are always the hardest, but once you're in that routine, it doesn't really. It's not really hard anymore. Yeah, you know, you adapt to it. Yeah, you adapt. Yeah, and then you actually you reap the benefits. So then you you want yeah that good shit for yourself. You text me these workouts, these track workouts that I was doing, mm-hmm. and like when I look at them, I'm like, dang, these are. These are legit. Like I sent them out to some of my friends mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, yeah, you want to come do a workout with me? And I had crickets. So I was like, they, they like, want that smoke. They, they don't want smoke. They see that workout and they're like, hell no, I'm not going to go do that. They don't want you to, they don't want you to know that they're not putting in work right now. You know, but what, what I, what I learned from that is that for me, like I've gotten to a point where I look at these and they're not hard anymore. Even when that, even when I'm doing them, they are, don't get me wrong. They're not like, they are not easy. They are difficult, but not as difficult as they were when I first started, you know, where yeah. I, mean, well, I was I think, huffing and puffing. I think, you know, like you said, like you just have made that decision to do it yeah. rather than make you know excuses or other re come up with other reasons or it's not cool to get out of get out of breath and be uncomfortable in front of other people so you know that's cool but that's why we do have like home workouts and apps and things coming out because i mean i respect somebody that's like yo i just they're self-aware they're just like i don't like training with other people like that's i just don't and so I think that's a really good thing for us to understand too, is that sometimes people are just shy or they're, you know, they don't want to work out with other people. Um, I can understand not wanting to go to like, if I am sick and I don't want to go to the doctor because the doctor's just going to tell me how sick I am. And I'm like, I don't really want to know how sick I am. <laughs> I'm not going to the doctor. Right. If I don't want to go to the gym because I don't really want to be told that I'm out of shape, like, or I don't want to feel out of shape. Uh, I respect that. I mean, I, I definitely understand that perspective. That's a real thing, man. Oh yeah, that's a very real thing. I know. It's very I know. Common. I know a lot of people that haven't seen a doctor in a long, long time mm -hmm. because they don't want to know what what the doctor might say. Yeah, but you know, it's like that's driving fear. a car and not looking under the hood ever. That's fear, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fear, but it's also just like it's denial. Denial. If there's some things going. I mean, yeah. if you're not like accepting the fact that you know what, I need to, I need to, I need to step up. Mm -hmm. I need to get myself in. I need to get checked out. I need to see what's going on because you're just flying blind. Yeah. If you don't know what's wrong with you, how are you going to fix it? And by the time you find out, like you said, never looking under the hood of the car. Next thing you know, the car's on fire and you're on the side of the road. Yeah, it's a bad day. Yeah, and when the car's on fire, no coming back. No, it's done. <laughs> like that's it. Like. You better get out of that thing. Right. I mean, so, yeah, man, it, it's strange, the mindsets that we, we fall into. Yeah. But, you know, there's always the, there's always a, an opportunity to choose to do what you know you need to do. Be disciplined, work hard, like, you know, all those cliche things to say, just fucking do it and then it'll happen. There's, there's no in between. There's no this or that. It's just, you know what to do. Do it. Okay. So for some of the people that are maybe hearing us for the first time and kind of listen to this podcast today, I want to train by myself. I'm, I'm new to this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got 30 minutes a day. What would you – give me a 30-minute workout. I got no weights. I just got a pair of tennis shoes and shorts. What do, what do I do? Go for like a quarter-mile run or jog, you know, super light pace. Do a minute, maybe two-minute plank. And then just do a quick, like, three sets of 10 push-ups, 20 bodyweight squats, and then 30 leg lifts where you keep your feet together, raise them up. So half-mile run, mm -hmm. plank hold yeah. for as long as you can or just a minute? No, just like a minute or two. A minute. Mm -hmm. And then three sets. Three sets of? 
10 push-ups. Push-ups. 20 squats. 20 squats. 30 leg lifts. And 30 leg lifts. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. just cool down with some stretching. And then do some stretch. Maybe yeah. some yoga if you're really inspired, right? Yeah, maybe some up dogs and down dogs. Which you can get on YouTube, free yoga, right? Easy. Basic. You can get it and follow mm -hmm. some killer instructors. You sent me that yeah. one. I love it, man. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, she's awesome too. Yeah. It's so funny, man, the yoga. It really tells you where you are, like... Yoga is legit. It's a it's a very good practice. Um, I think every athlete or every person should practice at least once a week for like 20, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And then, if you know, just to kind of talk about real quick about just sum up discipline. What are, What is like one, if I'm really trying to step up my discipline, is there anything that you would maybe recommend to somebody uh, for that? Uh, as far as like, I want to get in the mindset of being more disciplined. For me, it just seems like first understanding that you need it. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. And then what would you say? Routine or? I think a, a routine is good, but I think there are some good books out there for discipline. Um, grit is one by Angela Duckworth. Oh uh, yeah. You've talked about grit. Yeah. And then um, Mindset is another one. It's a bunch of books on those type of things. Um, or just watch one of David Goggins' videos. <laughs> yeah. I think David Goggins does a great job of breaking down mental weakness into what it really is. And he was a Navy SEAL, so like people are going to listen to him. You know, right. he, ha he has that like platform to be able to speak on on things that people need to hear. I think he does a really good job. Yeah, he's real. He's yeah. he's like a hundred percent raw, uncut. Oh yeah. He doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. He's like, this is how I think. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he does a great job. No excuses type dude. Yeah, and he's not like in your face, like in person. Right. So you can like sit in the comfort of your own home, replay his videos, not really be like that ready to do it yet, but like let it sink in versus me face to face with somebody. Like if I tell them the same shit, they're going to be like, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or go the other way. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, I would just sum it up with, you know, start doing some research on how to become more disciplined. Um, that the, the real basic way to break it down is it starts now. Like, soon as you decide, that's it. You, you can't go back. Just cross that line and then just become who you know you can become. Just become the best you. That's yeah, it. I love that, man. Yeah. yeah. Mamba mentality. Yeah, mama mentality, straight yeah, up. That's it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, everybody, thank you, man. That, hey, Sam, I loved it, man. This one on discipline is great, and I hope... You know, those of you that are listening, uh, got some stuff here from Sam. Uh, we're going to have another podcast here coming up in about a week or so. Mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime, if you guys have any questions, comments, feel free to shoot us an email. Or if you have any topics you want us to talk about, uh, shoot them over to us. We'd be happy to listen and uh, possibly throw one out. smooth lyrics. It's 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half-stepping. Word. I'm ready.